Consistent self-improvement, everybody. You are now listening to American Gypsy Podcast. I am your host, Classic, and I'm here with my co-host. Gypsy, and today we have Richard Bagdonas. He is a weightlifter, bodybuilder, creator of FitFab mobile app, and author of Fit for Any Battle. Welcome to the show, Richard. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Classic. Thanks for having me, Gypsy. It's a pleasure. Glad to have you. So to get started, I like to ask a little bit about where you're from and your last name is a little different. Tell us a little bit about, you know, where you're your from, background. Yeah, your background. Yeah, my last name is Bagdonis, which oftentimes people think are, is Greek or something in, the, in uh, that area of the world. It turns out it's Lithuanian, um, which Lithuanian. if you are watching what's going on with the Ukrainian war, Lithuania is really leading by example by trying to cut off resources from Russia. My father was born in Lithuania. He ended up uh, uh, placed in a dispersed, uh, displaced persons camp in Germany. And then he came to the United States uh, before I was born. Okay. Lithuania. That's a very new for me. Yeah. Yep. So on uh, Monopoly, those first three purple ones are the Baltic <laughs> yeah. states. Okay. Yeah, that's Lith- yeah. Lithuania, Estonia, and Latvia. And so it doesn't it doesn't cost much to put up a hotel, nor does it cost much to stay a night over there. But those those first three were were at least the middle one. Yeah, I was like, I don't. It, it's there somewhere for some reason though. But that's that'll have to go to childhood. So that's that part <laughs> of the brain. And I was also thinking FIFA. I'm like, have I seen that as a soccer team? <laughs> yeah, but yep. yeah. And then uh, back in the '90s. Uh, Lithuania did not have enough money for their basketball team for the Olympics. So the Grateful Dead sponsored them and gave them tie-dyed outfits to wear in the Olympics. (laughs) And they did really, really well. That's pretty neat. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about um, FitFab program, because I got to read your story a little bit. It was pretty inspiring and, um, what, what inspired you to come up with FitFab? Well, I, in my 30s, I tried to go back to the gym after taking a bit, a bit of time off because I had a uh, pain in both arms from something called bicephalal tendonitis. So mm-hmm. I barely could lift up a, a can of soup or a can of Coke. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I left the gym and I became a runner for a while. Well, I wanted to go back into the gym and do weight training And I realized that my body was just not working the right way. And so after 40, that's when it really sets in that our bodies are completely different than they were when they were younger. And my body was wanting to train. However, my brain was trying to keep um, myself from getting injured. So I came up with a couple different test scenarios for a way to work out of the gym with a body that's over 40 that reduces the chances for injury. And then when I was 45 in October of 2018, I was diagnosed with stage four cancer and given three to five years to live, which would be right about now. And I was um, very lucky. I became patient number one in a clinical trial at MD Anderson in Houston, Texas. And I was given pure immunotherapy which is a type of drug that changes the way our body looks at cancer. 
typically our body looks at cancer and says, oh, that's just part of our body. So we're going to ignore it. And that's why it grows and grows and grows. And we typically have to have surgery or chemo or radiation to kill it. And in my case, I was given drugs that taught my body to look at that as cancer as a foreign body and it removed it. And so in 56 calendar days, I went wow. from stage four cancer to hundred percent cured. And during my treatment, I started writing the book because I, I wasn't sure if this treatment was going to work, but I knew that the workout methodology was, was the right way to go. And so I started writing it, figuring that I would go as far as I could. And it turns out because of the treatment, I was able to finish the book. Wow. Um, what, were, what were some of the um, reactions from the doctors and nurses that were working with you? Yeah, since I was patient number one, Dr. Michael Wong in Houston at the Myeloma and Lymphoma Clinic, um, what, we didn't know what we, we were getting into. I was the first one going through it. He had his hopes up, and I was working out five days a week at the gym because I was using the Fit for Any Battle workout. And because of that, we believe that my body healed faster. And the reason is because when you're feeling sick, we tend to lay down and laying down stops our immune system from functioning at 100%. Because with blood, we have a heart that pumps it around from our, from our lungs and throughout our body. And so we don't have to be moving for our heart to work. But for our lymphatic system, which is the immune system, it creates white blood cells. And the only way those really get around is through intense movement or working out or, or intense massage as well. And so the next closest person to be cured happened after 90 days. And so there's a really clear example of working out while going through treatment sped up my body's ability to heal. Wow. That's amazing. I just recently kind of gotten, got myself back in the gym with a, you know, a pretty um, clear goal. It's more for, for bulking, but just also a consistent, you know, weightlifting lifestyle as well. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of Iron Wars. It's, I um, haven't. And that's awesome that you're back in the gym. Tell me about it. There's um, um, a very, um, he's a, he's, I guess, I guess it's hard to even say, He's he's a famous bodybuilder, basically. Uh, C.T. Fletcher. Oh, not nice. Sure, not sure if you've ever heard of him, but he's uh, um has a gym out here called uh, Iron Addicts Gym, and he he makes motivational videos. I I was turned on to him about 2016, and that's kind of when I had my first little journey where I ended up pulling um a groin muscle and playing basketball, and then I kind of stopped for a while. And now, as far as this, this is now, if, I guess, the most consistent I've probably gotten back into it and, and definitely have a, strongly motivated from that event that took place last week. But this is basically where some of the strongest men in the world come and or at least in the United States, I could say. And they basically, you know, it's a, a, a weightlifting presentation and they're lifting crazy weight. I mean, wow. For well, I could say you know some women, some of the women were yeah lifting five hundred pounds, and um, 
Uh, Joe, I can't remember exactly his last name. Might be, I think it may be Joe Mackey. Nine hundred pounds. Just uh, no, it wasn't no, it was eight fifty. I think it was eight fifty. He, 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 he got, he got nine hundred before, but I think this time I think it was he. He only maybe did like eight fifty. Wow, wow. See, I used to be into lifting a lot of weight when I was younger. Um, that was just the way to go. In fact, in high school, playing football and wrestling, the coaches were like, get in the gym, stack the weights and just get the weights up. Well, that works really great when you're in your teens and early 20s. Yeah. As, as, as your body changes into the 40s, um, it's just not as resilient. We start going from building muscle to starting to lose muscle. And as we get into our 40s, we get to a point where we're losing about 2% of our muscle per year. And I was looking to build strength. Um, I had built mass, but I was really looking to build strength because I realized that that is what is going to help me long-term. And so rather than go to heavy weights, the FitFab workout actually goes the complete opposite direction. We start out every exercise day one of the FitFab exercise workout at five pounds on every machine. And then each week we either bump up five pounds or we stay at that weight. And so now I'm at, you know, 285 pounds on one of my exercises. However, I started at five, 10, 15, 20. And rather than push the weights fast, we push the weights very slowly. And so let's say you're doing something that mimics a chest press. You'd push up slowly and then as you get to the top you let it down super slow yeah and the burn you build that yeah you burn that negative and yeah. what that does is it strengthens not only the core muscle but all of the supporting muscle structures around it yeah and and you know i we've all seen those old guys at the gym the original name for the book was old man strength and <laughs> yeah. and that was the working title because i wanted to get old man strength I want it to be that guy that you show up at Muscle Beach and he does a he does pull-ups next to the other guy and he's just crushing them at 80. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's one of my goals as well. Just definitely enjoying life. My body is still pretty good. Um I'm 39. I'm oh, my, when you, I step you are on the one scale, year away from that flip. Yeah. And <laughs> but even stepping on the scale, it, you know, metabolic age it says 34, so that's one of the mentally motivating things that, you know, I enjoy. It's like, okay, I'm 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 there. So but oh, that's awesome. it's, it's, it's awesome. a, it's a motivating, it's something that I, the switches clicked and I know it, you know, from the other day to where I feel a lot better on, you know, it's, it's going to be you know, pretty tough. Of course, it's always tough, but the consistency is there. It's like, yeah, it's a, a, a new, a new hobby now, the new, new hobby to where even having the in-house gym set up to where I can get it in how I want to, and then can, can go, yeah, to the gym. That's, that's the best of all worlds where you can either do it at home or at the gym. And if you're just feeling like you need something, go in and do a little workout. Yeah. Um, the key is that uh, setting that behavior, setting that muscle, no pun intended, muscle memory of, of going to the gym every day and just making it a habit. Once we get that habit set and in place, it, it's hard not to go to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I want it to be. To where it's, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I can't, well, congratulations. It's, it's hard to travel. You know, you just want to, all right, I got to work out right here in the, in the hotel room and just, yeah, that's the, the mindset that I really want to get into. Cause I know the guys we were watching, 
that had to have been the only mindset. You can watch the videos from after the event, and they're all like, okay, we're back at it, ready for next year's event, you know, and that's just them pushing weight, pushing weight, pushing weight. So it's it's motivating, even though that's not the only thing that I, I do. That's kind of what they do in their particular profession. I'm not saying I want to be a bodybuilder necessarily like them. I just want the consistency of growing, you know, transforming myself and and doing it. It's not necessarily to compete, you know. But Absolutely. Well, I mean, y- you were playing basketball, but not as a professional because right. the professionals do it to the, that level. We get to play basketball and have fun and try to be as best as we can. Although, you know, I'm sorry to hear that you had the groin injury that uh, I've had that before. And that is no fun. Yeah, it was no fun at all. (laughs) A lot of times people think of workout for like a short term goal, but it's really like I recently saw an 85 year old bodybuilder (laughs) and she was moving around and doing everything like, she even looked like she was probably 50 or so. So wow, it's like, you know, getting that motivation for that, like the longevity. <laughs> you want to be mobile longer. Like you don't want to be, you know, walking with a stick at like 60, 70. So. Absolutely. I mean, we brush our teeth every day because we don't want to lose them when we get older. Right. We need to work out our muscles most days of the week so we don't lose them as we get older. Yeah. It, it, you know, it just goes, goes hand in hand. It's just part of that personal development. Yeah. And we, we like biking and stay active, you know, here in LA as well. So it's a, it's, it's a, a aura. It's a whole lifestyle kind of here in LA. They have that. And I, before coming here, I um, listened to an audio book, Ari Hurston, and he, you know, explained about how, how um, LA is. And it's like, say, like, yeah, everybody goes to the gym. He's like, and I mean, yep. everybody goes to the gym. And it's, yeah, you, you see it here. Absolutely. I think there's probably more gyms per capita than anywhere in the world in L.A. Mm-hmm. And with the bike paths, the beach, like, I mean, it, it makes sense that it's a, a pure exercise town. Yeah. And we snorkel as well. So we go to the beach and, and kind of get that in a little bit. Oh, that's excellent. So going back a little bit, um, how did you get motivated? Like when you are told you have cancer, that's usually like mentally debilitating um, for yeah. most people. How did you get motivation to even come up with um, the book or the the fitness um, program? You know, Gypsy, I, uh, I've been thinking about this for a while, and it turns out that this is not the first time I got kicked in the teeth uh, mm-hmm. on a health issue. Um I think I have successfully fended off four potential deaths in my life. Wow. When I was when I was born, I was born placenta previa, which means that the placenta came out before I did. And because of that, they were worried about oxygen level in my blood and everything else, and so I was given a blood transfusion as soon as I was born. There was a really high chance for mortality when when at that time. Then when I was uh, 20 years old, I crashed a motorcycle on the 405 down in Fountain Valley, California. Mm. And I remember the, uh, you know, the police officer that came to the trauma center looking for the corpse. And there I was in the corner waving, saying, hi, I had successfully uh, managed to get myself disabled for about six months, but I didn't die there. Then with 
the cancer diagnosis, I remember the first thing I did was I walked up to my wife's office because we both work out of our house. And I walked into her office. She was sitting down and I, I said, um, I was just diagnosed with cancer. And our, our I mean, I, I feel the blood, you know, leaving my face right now. We were both flush in our reaction. And we went to Google and we looked up this type of cancer on Google and the information on Google is like 20 years old compared to what is actually happening in oncology today. Mm-hmm. So um, we freaked ourselves out for, for a bit there. And um, we made a commitment. And this is a commitment that's carried forward now into other health issues that we've run into. And that is the person that is sick focuses on getting better. They focus on believing that they are cured and they keep their mind ahead of their body. And we're just waiting for our body to catch up on its, on its uh, treatment. Mm -hmm. And then the other person, our partner focuses on, are we getting the right medical treatment? Are we getting to our exams and our treatments? Are we eating right? Are we staying healthy? Are we reducing our stress? And so my wife took on all of this stress during my cancer treatment. I can't say my cancer treatment because I don't like to personalize it. The treatment that I received for cancer. And so I believe the whole time that I was cured and my body just needed to catch up. And so that mindset really helped. And then after I was cured, the next year, COVID came and I Uh. caught COVID in June of 2020. And I was hospitalized twice and I came this close to dying. They told me I probably wasn't going to leave the hospital the second time. And I, 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 I'm sorry, I'm a fighter. I'm a lover, mm-hmm. but I'm a fighter and I'm going to, I'm going to barrel through this. And I got out of the hospital. I recovered from COVID pneumonia at home using macrobiotic foods and plenty of rest. And that was the fourth time that um, I've come this close to dying. Wow. So it's that, it's that that fire inside of me that says I'm not done yet. When the officer came to the trauma center when I was 20 years old and he looked at me and he's like, we had to close the freeway for three hours to clean up the mess. He said, I was expecting to just come in here and sign off that the corpse was being sent to the morgue. He said, I don't know what you have to do or what's left for you to do in your life, but something is keeping you alive to keep going. So keep going and try to figure out what it is that you still need to do as a human. And so I've lived my life that way, which is I still haven't found that thing that I need to do that will better the planet. And so I keep, I keep trying. I, I say you've probably found it, but just, yeah. you know, you're still, still, you know, you're still here. So you're still finding more things to do. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but it, I mean, your story really speaks to the importance of mindset Um, because it kind of reminds me of the story of Joe Dispenza, which I like to tell a lot of people um, is, you know, he kind of mentally um, healed himself, basically. And uh, he has a pretty interesting story anyway. Um, I'll share it with you after this. But, yeah, it's the importance of mindset as... um, is underrated, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why fit fab, the book fit for any battle is train your body and mind 
mm-hmm. for life after 40 because we have a meditation inside of the workout. We, we focus on mindfulness and reducing the stressors that we have, reducing our a, attention on our pain receptors because we're lifting weight. It's going to be a little painful. Mm-hmm. It's not an injury. So what we can do is we can turn down our pain receptors to focus on only listening, only listening for injuries. And because of that, we're able to gain additional strength in our workout because our mind and our body are connected in one. Yeah, I definitely felt some pain last night, but I had to relate it to that. Like, Hey man, you're just getting back and you got to get the whole body back into it. So. You know. Absolutely. It's sort of like getting a tattoo. We know it's going to hurt. And yeah. we have to just tell ourselves that it's going to hurt through there, but we can, we can deal with the pain. Yeah. Those first few, you feel it. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now it's all right. Now I'm numb. And then it just starts flowing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's, it's definitely a challenge. It takes a lot. I know for me, the consistency is something that, you know, I battled with the most and, you know, now, yeah, definitely over the past two years, 2020, yeah, it just kind of stopped riding the bike a little, you know, just kind of really stopped exercising and realized some of the things. And I've, I've had almost basically been the same weight since like high school close to. So wow. I'm just now seeing a change right now in, okay, those few, those few pounds are going to be there or that's just, it's kind of, I've always had a goal to go up in muscle. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when the pounds come and you're not doing anything, it's like, no, those those are not the right the right pounds that I want to stick, you know, but I'm they're kind of, you know, transforming now into a little bit more muscle. But I'm about 163 now. I was in between about 155, 150 and 155 since like high school. But now I'm 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 I haven't seen 159 in a, in a while, you know, so <laughs> 159 and I haven't met in several decades. Because yeah. <laughs> when I was in high school, I wrestled 145 to 154, that 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 band. Well, um, after high school, I was cranking on weights. And so, you know, I got to 185, 200, 215, 230. I mean, I really put on some muscle. Um And it was because I was in the gym every day pushing really hard weights. However, what I was also doing was I was giving myself long-term injuries that I just was unaware of. Mm. And that's where I used to love biceps, doing bicep workouts. That was, that was my jam. And unfortunately um, I had been giving myself a repetitive injury on the bicepital tendon that later in life prevented me from being able to do that. And it really sucked. So I, uh, uh, with the fit fab workout, I was able to retrain my body and actually my bicepital tendonitis now is almost gone. Nice. Is there anything like early signs that you're kind of putting too much stress on your, on any muscle or your body? I would think yeah, that's so, hard to so, tell. Yeah. Yeah. So if we are working out one muscle group more than once a week, mm-hmm. we are working it too much because we are creating tears in our muscle that is then filled in with additional 
um, additional material that eventually becomes and strengthens into muscle. And in our tendons, we don't. When we tear a tendon, what goes in there is a material that doesn't turn into tendon. It just stays as scar tissue. So as we are noticing pains in our joints, that's where we need to focus our attention because a pain in a muscle, it's going to heal a pain in a tendon. We may never heal from that perfectly. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Cause I hurt my, um, I was on a boogie board in the ocean kind of <laughs> the, wa the, <laughs> the wave kind of um basically like flipped me over slammed me to the ground and kind of I heard a little crack on my shoulder it took a really long time to heal I'm not used to getting injured so I was just surprised at how long it took to heal but even now like last night when I'm like doing shoulder work or certain things I notice it a little bit I guess I do need to watch out for that. But it's just strengthening so, it as well. Yeah, you, strengthening you know, putting it Putting some muscle helps. around it. Yeah, the, yeah, there's a couple things that are super important. In fact, we, we, we use these techniques in the Fit for Any Battle workout. Number one, tons of hydration. When you're at the gym, you should be drinking more water than you think you should be. Mm. Um, in between every set, I drink three to four big gulps of water. Um, I end up going through about 40 ounces during a workout. Uh, most people will run to the, the fountain and drink a little bit and then go back and work out. And then when they feel thirsty, they go back. That's too late. Tom Brady in his book said, you know, he drinks a ton of water. I tried to drink at his level, but it kept me up in, at night because I was going to the bathroom like five <laughs> times a night. So I kind of pared it down a little bit, but still a lot. Then the second thing we have to do is stretch. We have to stretch before and after each set, each yeah, exercise that we more. do each time. Um, and there's a specific set of, of exercises that you can use for your shoulder, but there's also a specific set of stretches that you can use to strengthen it. And there's a tool that I use after I work out called, um, it's a red light. And, it, and so it creates red light therapy by mm. putting deep into the muscle and in the tendons a, a red light that stimulates the growth, uh, sorry, it stimulates the movement of blood and white blood cells coming in to heal. And so uh, the one that I use is called a tend light. I found it on Amazon. Yeah, it's a lifesaver. I, I use it before I go to the gym. I'll use it after I go to the gym. And that's um, one of the reasons why my bicepital tendonitis has pretty much gone away. Okay. Yeah, I've, have to look into that. yeah, I've heard of, um, was it a red light being kind of therapeutic or something like that as well yeah yeah a, a really intense red light like you can't stare at the red light but man you put it on your shoulder and it'll turn on for about a minute and then it'll turn off and then i'll do it for about three or four minutes on the shoulder it reduces pain reduces inflammation and it just allows the tendon to get more um you know more fresh blood into it yeah it's amazing how far we've come with things like that versus you know a prescription yeah. for certain things yeah 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 there's it's amazing how we figured out that just light can help us water can help us we don't have to go in and take a bunch of meds to get get ourselves um prepared for the gym or recovering from the gym it just takes common sense water and light right. yeah i can definitely speak to water because i've I've actually, before they closed down the gyms in 2020, 
I um I I went through a weight loss journey and lost about fifty five pounds, and um I know I was drinking so. I was monitoring myself using this um, scale that kind of reads a little bit more than your weight. And I noticed, um, fast forward like three years later, I noticed uh, my water in my body has dramatically like decreased. Like mm-hmm. when I was healthier, I had a whole lot more water. That was one of the, the things that stuck out to me. And I told him about it yesterday. I'm like, I had a lot more water in my body when I was healthier than I do now. I just yeah. thought that was very interesting. And I did used to drink a lot more. And it just makes everything better. Like your face clears up and you just feel and better in general. We're pretty picky on I, um the water filter we would use zero water filter. Mm-hmm. How would you rate the water quality in Texas or in um, Austin? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's it's probably better to say Austin because we're yeah, surrounded Austin. by yeah. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> in, in Austin alone, um, we tend to uh, filter our water a lot out here. Um, it's a very um, heavy limestone area, so the limestone does a good job of filtering the water when it goes into the aquifers. However, it also puts in um, various minerals and, uh, and things that can have the water um, just be a little less tasty. So filtering it just for taste is uh, number one, the, the, the thing that most everybody does here. Yeah, because here the water is pretty bad coming out of the faucet. So it's highly right re- for us. We highly recommend. Yeah, you. you um, oh, yeah, because the, 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 the L.A. Uh, River. Um, you know, that 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 is where a lot of the water for the L.A. Basin comes in. And that thing is open to the environment. All mm. of the smog from cars, all of the trash, yes. uh, it, you know, that definitely has an effect on it. So I'm glad you're filtering. Yeah. Do you are you into like um, as far as MMA or anything like that? I used to work out with a guy uh, named Kimo who was in uh, UFC one and three. Um, I've been a big fan of MMA (laughs) over the years. I uh, was a wrestler in high school, so I still feel like I could probably hold my own in some degree, which is probably far from the truth. Um, (laughs) And so uh, I do enjoy uh, watching these athletes bring their bodies to the perfection that allows them to fight in, in the octagon. Yeah. What about you? Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a UFC fan um, or M- MMA fan. I'm I don't I'm not into it myself physically. I'm a, a cellist, grew up a cellist, so risky with injuries with a lot of with certain things. So oh yeah, I got into more swimming and kicking uh, with soccer. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, I've I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of it though. You said UFC one and two. I was like, wow, that's like a long time ago. I had to be like the very beginning. I of, know. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's before it went underground. Before, yeah, it, it was, was yeah. like, it was there. And, and that was really crazy. Cause I was in Huntington beach, California working out at powerhouse gym. And that's back when I used to come in and lift ungodly amounts of weight. And, and um, I, I haven't seen that kind of weight in years. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen down here at the downtown LA, it was before um, the pandemic. We came in one late night and saw Vince McMahon working out. (laughs) It was weird. It was a limo outside. I was like, this is weird. I wonder if somebody's in here. And it was actually Vince McMahon. I was like, wow. 
that's intense. But it shows that you, you have to keep yourself at the gym to keep yourself going. Yeah, it was him and another guy as well. I'm probably someone who's just signing or something. Yeah, yeah I used to uh, work out with a workout partner, and it was much easier to coordinate when I was younger. Mm. And then as we get into our business uh, career, it's a challenge to find time at the, at the right time for two people to get together at the gym. And, and when I put fit for any battle together, I realized that it had to be one that we, we go alone as we get a little older Now yeah. we can work out with somebody because there's this easy way to switch in between as we're doing our workouts, because the, the workouts are designed around the concept of two minutes. So when we get to a machine, and we use mach- machines and not free weights because we want to reduce the chances for injury by having a weight that can be um, going in, a, in the wrong direction or the wrong path. So when we go in and let's say we're doing a leg press, um, we don't worry about the number of times we've pressed the, the machine, the number of repetitions. Repetitions are no longer important in the fit for any battle workout. What we do is we have a timer. And it starts at two minutes and it counts down to zero. And so for that two minute period, we're going to go slow in both directions. And then as we make one full movement, we rest for about a half to one second, take a breath, keep going into it. And then at the end of two minutes in the mobile app, it will give us a little ding in our, in our, in our AirPods or in our headsets um, at three seconds, two seconds, one second, and then zero So we know that we're getting close to the end and we can keep going. And it's basically, we're going a hundred percent until that two minute mark is done. And then we rest for two minutes because it's two minutes on two minutes off. And that off period of time is critically important. And Gypsy, you were saying that your, your shoulder was injured. Mm -hmm. This is the time when, if we're doing a shoulder workout, like say a shoulder press, we get done with that two minutes and then it's drink a bunch of water, we have specific stretching we can do for that exercise. And then we clear our mind of the things that are just popping in and bothering us. Like, oh, I need to remember to take the trash cans out. Or, mm-hmm. oops, I have that paper that I need to deliver to somebody. All of those little things we just clear out of our head so you can focus on your shoulder, the pain, and reducing the pain and looking out for additional injury. Yeah, I don't, um, one, I don't count reps because I just, I just go until failure. Right? I do. It just it can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep track. I'm just because it's like when I'm working out, I can't even work out with a partner really because I'm just in the. It's almost a meditative state. Uh, I'm just in my world, or whatever. So I don't like to count because it's just like keeping track. So I just go until I can't anymore. But I don't do a good job of taking enough break probably in between. In between each oh, rep, yeah, I, um, that may be. I just, you know, too. take a few, you know, few seconds off, and then I go back into the next one. Oh no, we got to let our. So there's a, um, there's a concept called the power band for a muscle, and that is how much over time, how much power your muscle has, and when we apply force to it in an exercise, that power band decreases, and so. If you don't, and I, I, I did a lot of A-B testing on the FitFab workout, and at one point, we were trying to do two minutes where you didn't stop. You just went slow up, slow down, and as soon as you got to the bottom, you started going back up, and that was 
reducing the available power in our muscles. And then if we don't rest enough, that, that lack of available power translates into injury right there because you're still trying to do what you were doing before, but your power in your muscle is gone. So we've gone to a rest for about a half to one second to just take a breath. And that resets our power band in our muscle. Kind of like if you're playing a video game and your power goes down and then you just stop for a second and it starts building back up. Same thing. And then uh, uh, the, the two minutes of rest is critical because your body is going to try to flush out the toxins that built up in your muscle when you were doing the exercise. So really spending as much time exercising as you do resting at the gym will tremendously help your recovery. Okay. Yeah, I need to work on that. Yeah, just the, definitely the resting part. Yeah. 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 Rest, stretch, I don't think I drink wait, water. I don't think I rest at least two minutes. I don't know. If, I don't know. I'm not too sure. I don't think I do that. Well, if you grab the FitFab app, it's free to download. Um, it's on both uh, the uh, app stores for Google and for uh, the iPhone. Um, it has a uh, It has the counter that counts you down and says, okay, you're on set one for two minutes. Then you're in a rest period for two minutes. And it forces you into that mindset of just resting, um, which when we think about it, um, you know, these professional basketball players uh, that are out on the court, they're pushing but then they get a, a break. They have a halftime for a reason. It's not just mm -hmm. to have the cheerleaders come out on, on, on the floor. They need to recover. And so they have to find those places to recover. Well, at the gym, because we are pushing against these massive weights or pulling weights, we have to break and give ourselves a chance to rest. Definitely. So for people that are over 40, would you recommend, is there, I guess, cardio versus weightlifting i mean i'm sure you have to do both but um is there one you recommend over the other or yeah so the the way that the exercise is laid out is that two days a week you get to rest in the fit fab workout so we have a shoulder day i'm sorry we have a chest day we have a back day we have a leg day an arm day and a shoulder day and that's the order that we take them in because we're building um, up to something. And typically our shoulders are, are the last ones we're going to work out because they have been worked out in a variety of other exercises. And then for the two days that we have off, my two days are Thursday and Saturday. And the reason for it is every Thursday night, I go on a bike ride with a bunch of other people. And so I do cardio on Thursdays. And then on Saturday, I rest all day. I don't do a single bit of exercise. And that helps my body completely disconnect and heal for an entire day before I go back in and do chest the next day. I like that idea, breaking it up into smaller, smaller um, muscle groups, yeah. not like leg day, upper body day. Because <laughs> yeah. some people do back. like back and buys or chest and tries. They, mm -hmm. they try to create this uh, composition that allows them to work two muscle groups. And my belief is that we have to focus our attention on keeping the blood in the muscle group that we're working. And if we work too far apart, the, our, our body just doesn't have enough blood to push fresh nutrients into both sides. And we end up healing a little slower. Makes sense. Yeah. 
Well, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'll okay. No, no, go ahead. Um, I guess uh, bef- I wasn't sure if you had another question. No. Okay. Um, before we close it out, uh, <laughs> did you have, uh, I guess, let the users know where they can find your app, uh, your book, and any other uh, programs you might have? Yeah, so um, FitFab is a mobile app, um, which stands for Fit for Any Battle. And so if you look up FitFab on the App Store, it's free to download. It sets up your workout. It tells you what exercises to do. It tells you um, when to rest and when to work out and what days. Um, so that's an easy, easy answer for folks that want to jump into it. Even if they don't read the book, they can jump in and they'll, they'll be told, oh, you're doing this exercise today. It's five pounds. We're going to start there. And we have to really remove our ego when we get to that five pound mark, because it seems like we should be lifting more, but there's a reason because we're, we're really building a, li- a lifelong journey here. And then Fit for Any Battle is a book that's available in, on uh, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. Um, all the online retailers have the book available. Uh, so both of those things, the links to them can be found at our website, which is fitforanybattle.com. Okay. And then on Twitter, we're Fit for Any Battle. Instagram, we're Fit for Any Battle. And so we're, we're trying to make sure that people have the resources they need. And I'm turning 49 this year, which means I'm about a year away from 50. So as you can imagine, I'm going to start looking at ways that we can work out now at 50. So there might be a FitFab 50. And then I hope FitFab 60 and 70 and 80. And, uh, and that lady that you were talking about who was lifting weights uh, in her 80s. I'm hoping we have a book for her uh, coming up soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I look forward to lifting weights in my 80s as well. My mother's, she's she's pretty, you know, my father, he, both of them are 70. And my mother, she moves around, you know, still pretty good. She's pretty lean, one of the smallest in her family or of her siblings. And my dad, he's a carpenter and he still works by himself and physically, you know, moving wow. around, so... Well, and he, you know, he's working out every day at work. Oh yeah. 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 Makes sense why he's still going in his seventies. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've definitely enjoyed you, Richard. We've appreciate all of the gems that you've shared with us. It's been a great conversation and appreciate the positive energy. My pleasure. And, and classic and gypsy, I really appreciate the opportunity to share the story. And when you come to Austin and I encourage you to do so, please let me know. Cause you have a friend in Austin. Definitely. And the same here. Yeah, if you're ever in LA, come down for a live studio recording as well. I'd love to. I'd love to. Yeah. And we can go to the gym. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, for the listeners, you can find us at americangypsy.com. And we also have consistent self improvement merch at luamlee.com. And you can check out some music. At Classic, K-L-A-C-C-I-K, Carpenter, C-A-R-P-E-N-T-A. That's on Spotify, iTunes, Tidal, YouTube, all major platforms. Thank you again to all of our listeners, our viewers, supporters, subscribers, followers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Consistent self-improvement to everyone. And peace. peace.